God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you. People of God, welcome again to another wonderful episode of CBT Changed by Truth. I'm your host, Minister DK, and I'm here with you tonight to share with you another word from our God. You know, I got to do it. I got to ask you this question. Questions always open up the heart. The question I want to ask you is, do you have God insurance? Uh... That's what I said. Do you have God insurance? Now, I know you got automobile insurance and life insurance and home insurance and and all types of other insurances on your life. But what I'm asking you as a believer, do you have God insurance? And God insurance is not the type of insurance that you may think works like the natural insurance. You know, we get natural insurance in case something happens. But with this episode, we're going to talk about how well God has you covered because of many believers does not understand why God covers you and God doesn't cover you in case something decides or something does happen. God covers you so that something can happen so you can find out who you are. So get your faith. Stay tuned. Open your heart. It's CBT time. Changed by truth time. Time now for God to give you a message and a blessing that's going to exercise your faith in your life. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. God bless you. Welcome back to CBT Change by Truth. And I'm excited to be here with you tonight to share with you something that I pray opens your heart and your faith and your mind up. You know, my only objective to talking and sharing with the people of God is not necessarily to preach to you or to tell you something that you've heard before, but my goal in life is to get your faith to see God the way that benefits your life, to see and hear the word in a way that makes you think deeper and look further and reach stronger than you ever have before in your life. The word of God tells us that the word of God is like a two-edged sword. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. So the word of God is able now to cut through anything that life gives you, throws at you, or let falls on top of you. It's just that we have to be able to embrace a word in order to move mountains. So I'm going to pray and then we're going to jump right into this. Father, bless my sister and my brother that's listening to this word right now, open their heart and their mind to receive in their spirit what your word gives us so that tomorrow will be a more blessed day than today was. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, in the introduction, I was asking you about what type of coverage do you have and do you have God coverage? Um, a lot of times when I minister to a lot of the brothers and a lot of men, um, I'll listen to them and they'll I'll ask them certain questions and they'll get to talking because the first thing you have to do with a man is get him to trust you enough to open up his heart, not his mind, not his emotions, not his intelligence, but his heart. If you can get the heart to open, you can see the soul. And a lot of times when they begin to open up and I listen to them because a lot of people in the body of Christ, we have no problem talking about how good God is and who God is to us and why we love him so much. But what we do have a problem with 
It's expressed in them that same gratitude and strength and faith where we fall short. The things that make us come up short in the will of God and make us uh, reveal the ugly side of who we are, our natural side, our sinful side, and these types of things. And so when it comes down to a lot of people, um, a lot of us don't feel comfortable in the house of God or around people who are sanctified or Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized and all of that. A lot of people, sinners and people who don't know Christ and even some that do know Christ don't feel comfortable because we don't want to be exposed now in the ugly side of who we are. And as I talk to people, I ask them, I ask them, what kind of car do you have? And they'll tell me and I ask them, do they have insurance on their car? And they'll say, yeah, and I, some have full coverage, some have just liability based on uh, the situation they're in. But most people have full coverage because it's the law. And and um, I'll ask them this question. Why do you have insurance? And the number one answer is, is because either I have to have it. Or in case something happens. And it's amazing to me because many of the times we as the people of God will insure materialistic things, uh, houses, cars, jewelry, um, money, stocks, bonds. We will insure things that we think have value that really have no value. We will insure a brand new car, Mercedes, whatever it may be, what kind of car that we have. We will put full coverage insurance on it and go into debt and paying that insurance. Go down the road and our pride and our ego and our joy and our happiness or whatever the case may be of the car that we ride in. And if the car gets totaled. They can replace the car, but if we are totaled. If we are destroyed, if we are crushed, if our life is taken in that incident, then if we're not saved, then we have a horrible truth to face in the afterlife. Well, a lot of the guys, they see that what I'm talking about is the fact being if you have enough faith that something <clears throat> that some, excuse me, that something might happen on the highway at the hand of your hand or somebody else's hand, why don't we have enough faith and trust to ensure and cover ourselves? Now, I don't mean cover ourselves as to get saved. There's other things that we need to look at when we talk about God insurance. In the book of Exodus, uh, chapter 20, and I'm not going to read these, but it deals with the Ten Commandments that God gave the people of Israel. He gave them Ten Commandments and he told Moses, I want you to give these laws to my people. And these Ten Commandments, they are to obey and to follow these laws. And after Moses got finished reading the laws out and, and they got finished, the people got finished hearing the laws in Exodus 20 verses Number um, 18, it says, and when the people saw the thunder and the lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain in smoke, because when God was giving these laws to Moses, God had an atmosphere of authority and majesty and power. And there was smoke and lightning and thunder because God now 
was coming to the people and he was expressing his law to them. And when they heard this and they saw the mountain in smoke, they trembled in fear. I need you to hear me now. They stayed at a distance and they said to Moses, speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. The reason why they were saying that they would die was because they understood that the laws that were written, they had already violated them. They already had issues with the laws that God had put out there. They already saw that they had came up short. They already realized that they had issues in one of the 10 of the 10 commandments. Let me ask you a question. If we were living by the 10 commandments today and you need to think to yourself, would you have all 10 covered? Could you stand before God and live every day in your life as a person, a woman or a man, and not have an issue with breaking or violating one of those laws, had it be in deed or in thought? Because you know God does read the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So you don't have to do something if you think it. How would you measure up? How would you stand before God? Well, these people, the people of Israel, they realized that they was going to struggle. So they told Moses, we don't want to talk to God. You talk to us and we'll listen to you. Because if God talks to us, what they were saying, that we're going to die, meaning that God's going to see the ugliness in our life. God's going to recognize that we are not worthy because we have broken one, two, three, four, or all of the Ten Commandments. And watch this, because they told Moses, we don't want to talk to God, that insinuates that they had no, ah, what's the word? They had no plans on changing to live right. Because if you were going to live right, all you would have to do is repent. But they said, we don't want to deal with God because we love what we do. And people of God, I'm a realist and I need you to hear me. And this applies to you. We can love God with our whole heart and our whole mind and our whole soul, but there are some things that we go through that we like, that we're addicted to, that we have fun in, that we just like, and we don't even know why we like them. And they're not always good things. Some of those are sins. Some of them are trespasses. Some of them are, are things that we know that God would never accept, but we still hang on and we still mediate or we still engage ourselves in those things. And watch this. You're still alive. God has not killed you. Well, this whole episode is about God coverage. And I'm going to explain that because you got to think about it. You can ask for forgiveness, but are you really dealing with some things in your life? Had it be sex, had it be smoking, addiction, cussing, pornography, had it be uh, uh, anything, lying, um, homosexuality, had it be anything, do you just have a nasty attitude? Whatever it is, is there anything that you're dealing with that you know for a fact violates the law and the heart of God? Well, I can answer that question. Surely there is, because the Bible says all have fallen and come short now 
of the glory of God. In this episode, we're going to talk about why God has not killed you and what God wants. They told Moses, we don't want to talk to God. We will talk to you. In verse 20, chapter number 20, Exodus, I need you to hear this. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you. Listen to me. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you and keep you from sinning. So these people now, God had come to them and these people saw the power and the majesty and the and the and the truth of the presence of God. So much so until they realized they were sinful. They realized that they were addicted to things in their life. They realized that they they love God, but we just we can't stop doing what we're doing, God. We and 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 because of that, we'll just deal with your leader. We won't want to deal with you. Amen. And this is the reason why a lot of people in the body of Christ don't have the relationship with God as opposed to a leader or a pastor or someone they have confidence in. This is why they don't have the relationship with God that they want, because they know that, that there are things not right in their life. And God already knows what those things are. God sees you from day in and from day out, from the beginning to the end. He knows everything. But people still choose now to deal with a man instead of deal with God. And Moses said, God has come to keep you. Um, uh, the fear of God may be with you and keep you from sinning. Listen to what verse 21 says. And this is where I really want to be. And the people remained at a distance. They stayed back from God. Listen to this. The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. And that's what I want to talk about. The question I ask you now, God has never been known to be darkness. He's never been known to be anything of the darkness of anything. God has known to be light. He's truth. He's the lamb. He's the bright morning, early star. He's never been known to be anything dealing with darkness because now darkness represents sin. But God came to the people of God in a dark, dense cloud. You remember when Moses was bringing them out of the desert and they were in the desert and God led them by a cloud in the day and he had a pillar of fire at night to keep them warm and give them guidance. So he was fire at night and he was a white cloud in the daytime. Nothing to do with darkness. But in this instance now, God came to the people in a coverage. You follow me? What type of God coverage do you have? He came to them in a coverage, a dark, dense coverage cloud to commune with them. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful and I testify this to my own life and you may have never heard it this way, but I'm going to tell you because it's Bible. The truth of it is God will come from glory to the earth, to your situation 
and he will come not as the light of the world, which he is known to be the light of the world, but he will come in an instance dressed just like you are so that you don't feel like he don't love you. So you don't feel like he's going to kill you or you can never get right. God came to them in a darkness, a cloud coverage. Why did he come that way? He came that way and Moses said it to test them. God help me to test them, to keep them from sinning that the fear of God would be on them. Well, what does a dark cloud have to do with testing them? Because watch this, whatever struggle you have, whatever issue you're dealing with in your life, you know it, I know it, I have my own, you have your own. Nobody else may know what your struggle is, but if you have flesh in your body, if you're still alive and breathing air, you have a struggle and it violates God's law because God, the spirit has nothing to do with our desire and our lust in our flesh. But he came to them in a cloud and he never intended for them to remain at a distance. He came in a cloud so they have the opportunity to approach and walk into that dark cloud where God was. Now, God can come and God can get in your darkness and never succumb to the darkness. Even at his darkest state, he's still light. Sometimes what I'm trying to tell you, people of God, is that God will create a coverage for you, a dark cloud to cause you to get involved with what you struggle with in his presence. While you work out your soul salvation. Oh, it's the truth. Let me prove it to you. Jesus now became sin for your sin and my sin. Sicknesses for my sickness, your sicknesses. Disease for your disease and my disease. When they nailed him on that cross, the Bible says that they beat him and they opened up his flesh. God desires nothing to do with open flesh. Open flesh means that your desires and all of these things are in your own will and you're doing your own thing. And the flesh now is repelling to God. And when they put him on that cross and they beat him and his flesh was open, the Bible says that the sun hit its face. God turned his face. I say the sun, but I'm talking about the eye of God that watches all things. The Bible says that the sun hid its face. What that means to me is that God understood what had to happen in Jesus' life. God understood that the Holy Son of God himself, the only begotten, true and righteous son, had to become sin to deliver me and you. And when he became sin, God now covered his face. He created a darkness in the earth so that the process could go forth so that Jesus would go through the process of dying to be resurrected for me and you. Hallelujah. God will provide a type of coverage so you can work out your salvation. And many of people in the body of Christ struggle with walking with God because they know more about themselves and not enough about the majesty, the love, the compassion, the grace, and the kindness of God. I have a friend that's dear to my heart 
And she has taught me something. She has taught me that preachers talk about, oh God, they talk about different things. They talk about the anointing and the grace. They talk about the authority and the giftings of that we have from God. But she taught me one thing and she's a very gifted individual. She taught me that people don't talk about the kindness of God, how kind God is. Oh my God, she taught me that a lot of things that we could go through that we don't go through is not because God has mercy on us, but because of his kindness, how God would keep you from going through something that would change your whole outlook on life because he's a kind God. How many times have God turned his back, covered his face or covered your situation in a dark, dense cloud to cover you? while you got used to knowing what was inside of you because he's a kind God. The Bible says that they said, we don't want to talk to God. We'll talk to you. And then it says Moses turned around after he was rejected and he walked into the dense dark cloud where God was. People of God, listen to what I'm getting ready to tell you. The Lord is graceful. And he says in his word that he will be he will have mercy on whom he'll have mercy and compassion on whom he will have compassion. We have grace on our life, but grace is given in a measure and the measure of grace will run out in your life. Essentially, do you not understand that God has come to you in your life and there is a time where God will come to you? Just like you are, the people were sinful. The people had broke the laws. The people were rebellious. And God didn't come in a cloud of light, of joy, of radiance. He came dressed. He came in the same atmosphere that the people were in. Not to rebuke them, but to let them work out their soul salvation. I remember times in my life where I was going through certain addictions and certain things. Wow, I was, oh God a father and married, I was going through things. And do you not understand that God kept myself covered from my family, from my wife, from friends that knew me? He kept me covered until I dealt with the thing that was in my life. Now watch this. When I dealt with it, when I understood the issues and the weaknesses in my life, when God gave me the grace and while I was dealing with that issue, he did not let me be exposed. He did not reveal it to other people. He graced me and covered me in a dense, dark cloud to let me understand what I needed to understand about myself. And when I got that lesson, it would be many times that I, the devil would provoke me to go back to doing that but I would always and almost get caught doing it. But because God said, I graced you and covered you so that you could heal. Do never allow God to allow time for you to heal and to know yourself and to be strong. And then you walk out of that cloud and decide to go back when you know God has given you time to come and be at peace with yourself. God didn't come to kill you. I know you're struggling with things. I know you have issues. If you say you have no issues and you're not struggling, you're only being untrue to yourself. Because if you love God, 
if you have a relationship with a righteous God, it only promises you you're going to have issues with your flesh. You're going to have issues with life in the world. You're going to have issues with the bloodline that you came from. Because the devil does never, he does not stop because he wants you now to be convicted, to be condemned. He wants you to be condemned. Because if you're condemned about what you know about yourself, you will never walk into the cloud of darkness that God has created for you to heal. For you to know yourself, for you to examine yourself. For you to isolate and dissect yourself. Why is the cloud dark? Because once you walk into that cloud where God is, people on the outside can't see your business. That's why it's a God coverage. And I'm telling you, the only reason why people get exposed is because they don't work out their soul salvation in the truth and relationship with God. People do things now and they think God is not watching. Oh, he's watching. But when he comes to you, he knows you have broken the commandments. When he comes to you, he knows you have come up short in your life and fallen short of his glory. When he comes to you, he knows that the very presence of your flesh is sinful to him. He knows that. He knows our weaknesses. He knows we have shortcomings. God knows all of that. And he's coming to you not to condemn you because he could have condemned you when you did the thing that you continue to do. But he's coming to you to let you know he's coming to test you, test you how to test you, to allow you to see that you're better than what you think about yourself. You're stronger than the weaknesses is that you have. You're mightier than your lowest time in your life to test you to get you to see that God is faithful. Oh, hallelujah. It's amazing because the very thing that you struggle with, the very thing that keeps you convicted is the very thing God wants you to embrace because that thing is going to be the thing that God's going to use to get you to win somebody else to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So I'm asking you, do you hide your struggle from God? Do you believe God? Oh, God has no faith in you. Oh, he has faith in you. Because the truth is, if he provided coverage and hid his, hid his face and made a dark day when Jesus died. So Jesus could work out and do his salvation for us. Why wouldn't he do the same for you? When Jesus lives in you because you're saved. Oh, glory to God. And this is why a lot of people have no faith in church, because church represents a place that reminds you of your sin. But that's not the opportunity. And that is not the reason why we have the church. The church is there to edify us and to build us and to make us strong in God, not in your weakness. It's your weakness that Christ died for. It's your weakness that he came for. It's your weakness that he bled for. Hallelujah. And it's your weakness that he's going to use to empower you. Glory to God. Because listen to me. You may have not been to college or grad school or have all the, the trades and skills that you need to be or be the most intelligent person. God knows I'm not. But the one thing that I do know 
better than anybody else in my life. I do know what I have struggled with. I do know the depth and the darkness and the stench of my flesh and my weakness. And when God converts you, when he touches you, when he empowers you and saves you, he gives you the revelation of your dark and your deepness of sin. And that's what causes you to stand now and say, God is worthy to be praised. And somebody may ask you why, and you can tell them because I was whatever you was, I did whatever you did. And because now God allowed me to work out my soul's salvation with fear and trembling, now I have power where I used to have no power. Now I'm strong where I used to be weak. Now I can shout where I used to be quiet and hide the truth about who you are. Oh, glory to God. So people of God, that's it. Be strong. And the coverage of Jesus Christ, he creates an atmosphere for you to know yourself, for you to believe in yourself, for you to see yourself. And when God creates that dark cloud of coverage, don't you dare stay back from a distance. Take the faith and walk into God and minister to God about what he already knows about you. And then you will see the anointing and the glory of God come upon your life and you can preach what you've lived and what you know. And that, my sister and my brother, is what expands the kingdom of God. You don't preach your righteousness because you don't have none but you preach your lowness and people will listen in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless you and we thank you tonight for what you've done and what you will continue to do. I pray for my brother and my sister that is listening. God, I thank you that you come like we are and you will get in our darkness and still you remain to be pure and righteous and light. You never become our darkness, even though you get in our darkness. And we thank you, God, for covering us while we work out our soul salvation, while we see ourselves. We thank you that the devil cannot condemn and convict us because you are involved with us until we get it right, until we stand up, until we accept who we are. Because until we accept who we are, we cannot accept what you have done in the name that is higher than any other name, the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you. We bless you. And we give you great glory for who you are in Jesus name. Amen. Well, look, people of God. That's it. Do you know the kind of coverage that you have? Because the kind of coverage that God has given you is the kind of coverage that you're going to create for somebody else once you accept where you've been, what you've done, and who you are. Because when you accept that, you can see the full power and grace and strength and authority of the blood that was shed for you, that covers you until you become the anointed you that God has called. So until we talk again, Minister DK coming to you, letting you know that you're important to God because he died for you, because he loves you, because he believes in you. And you can only be true when you stay faithful and be you. Until we talk again, Minister DK, God bless you. CBT Change by Truth.
Well, people of God, that's going to do it. I hope your heart was blessed by that. I hope you realize that there is no death that God will not come for you to become who you are. See, in God's eyesight, you're already victorious. You're already anointed. You're already powerful and authoritized by his blood. That's what he sees. But until you can see it, you won't believe it. So in order for you to see it, in order for you to become it, God covers you. God help me. He covers you until you deal with you. And when you deal with you, you will become something that is greater than a bishop, than an apostle, than a prophet, than a teacher, an evangelist, and a prophet. You will become something greater than all of those titles. You want me to tell you what it is? When you now become who God has called you to come, when you work out your soul salvation, there's no greater title than a child of God. And when you become that child of God that God knows you are that he died for, you will thank God for the coverage that he allowed to exist so you could come forth and be who you are. Until we talk again, God bless you. God bless you. And God bless you. Stay strong. Amen.